What's the first thing students do when they enter your classroom and the last thing they do before they leave? In this episode, we're going to talk about do nows and exit tickets and how they can be very effective ways of setting up the class for the day and then also providing quick formative assessments and recaps of your class objectives at the end of class. Yes, you're definitely going to hear the reasons why I have a lot of support for both, but you'll also get some quick and in many cases, no prep ideas for doing do nows and exit tickets in your classroom to add to your teacher toolbox. So let's jump in. Are you a language teacher looking for some reassurance that what you're doing in the classroom is on the right track? Or maybe you're looking for some ways to teach even more effectively. If you're one or the other or somewhere in between, you've landed in the right place. This is the World Language Classroom Podcast with your host, me, Joshua Cabral. You're about to get tips, tools, and resources so that your students continue to rise in proficiency and communicate with confidence. Let's jump in. Vamos, allons-y. Hello, my friends. Bonjour, mes amis. Hola, mis amigos. Welcome to the World Language Classroom Podcast. I am Joshua Cabral, and thank you, as always, for taking the time out of your likely very busy week as a teacher to listen to this podcast about teaching and add a little PD to your life along the way. So in this episode, as you heard in the intro, we are going to be talking about exit tickets and also do nows. So now do nows are something we do at the beginning of class and exit tickets are something that we do at the end of class. So what are do nows and exit tickets? So that's definitely going to be a topic that we get into quite a bit on this episode. But then we're also going to talk about why they are actually so useful and effective and with some examples of what do nows can look like and also what exit tickets can look like, not at just one proficiency level, but ways to vary it for a variety of proficiency levels. And then we always have to look at the logistics of how to do it. So where do the prompts go for these mini little fast assessments that we do and where and how do students record those responses and then what do we do with them when we're done. So there are some logistics involved. So I do definitely want to talk about what they are, why they're useful, give you lots of examples of them, but then the logistics are also helpful so that they are actionable and something that you feel like you can do and that you will do starting maybe even tomorrow if it's not something that's happening in your classroom already. So let's start by looking at do nows. Now, some people call them do nows. I have. That's what I've been calling them for 20 years in different schools I've been in. That's what they've been called. In your target language, you can call it something differently. Uh, I call it my actividad, or sometimes I call it the activity when it's in my French classes. So you can call it whatever you want. You can call it the exercice, ejercicio, whatever you want it to be. But it is just this idea that it's what happens for the first five minutes when students come into your classroom. Now, a do now, which we'll just use that for, you know, just to make it easy for us as we're talking about it. So a do now can be very individualized to students, or you can have students do them in pairs. I would maybe caution against small groups uh, so that it is actually just a quick sort of assessment that's happening or practice session. But you can have individual students or pairs do them, and they can also be written or paired speaking as well. So more written if it's going to be individual and 
And if they're paired, maybe some writing, but you also want to look at perhaps doing some paired speaking for that. So just to give this idea that when you're doing these do nows or these quick questions, uh, the or bell ringers, sometimes I hear them referred to as bell ringers. So when you're doing these, just to sort of think outside of the box a little bit, that it doesn't always have to be something in writing. So why do we do do nows and why are they effective? So I'm going to give you five reasons just to sort of keep it succinct. And I'll give you five reasons for exit tickets when we get there, along with some ideas as well. But when it comes to do nows and their effectiveness, they essentially are a tool for a quick assessment of previously learned material. And that could be from the class right before, or a topic or a theme that was covered the day before, or maybe last week or throughout in a whole unit. But this idea of a do now is, the reason it's called a bell ringer, is it's giving students an opportunity to provide the teacher with an immediate snapshot of their students' understanding of a topic. Like what are they coming in with from the last time? And this quick assessment can help you as the teacher tailor your instruction to meet the needs of the students on that particular day. So you might see they come in and they're able to respond really well and maybe exactly what you were looking for and you can go right on to the next activity that you have planned for the class that day. But if you realize that a lot of students are struggling with it, then maybe you need to just spend a little more time on that vocabulary theme or a structure you are working with before you move on to that next activity that you're going to do. So it is incredibly informative, right? It is a formative task that students are doing. So to make sure that they're not just doing it, but that we actually take something from it as teachers. So the first thing for the effectiveness of do nows is that they do act as a quick assessment of a previous class. And then the second thing I will point out about do nows is that they also set students up to be immediately engaged and they start from a place of confidence. So now do nows are short, they're focused activities that engage students and then encourage them to be active learners. So by starting each class with a do now, teachers can create a positive and essentially a very productive learning environment. And students Students are going to feel successful because the material is not necessarily that new to them, but it's rather reviewing or building on previous content. And sometimes, even if it is going to be a little challenging, I will start with a prompt that is incredibly easy, I will say, or something that I know students can do, and then maybe give something a little more challenging. Because I do like to use do nows as a way to have students start the class in a very confident place. So the third thing I will recommend about a do now is that they provide practice. You know, we've kind of talked about that with the first two just now, that they are practicing something that they have been exposed to, that they learned or acquired in a previous class. So they have an opportunity to do a quick practice of it. So doing do nows provides students with that opportunity to practice their language skills and and it's in a very low stakes environment because these are not true assessments. They're really just more formative. They're to build confidence, to create schemata, to bring back the knowledge from the previous class before moving on. So it's very low stakes. It's not a true assessment that's going to get a grade, although we'll look in a little bit about how we keep students accountable for doing them, but it's not necessarily going to be a graded assignment. So this regular practice 
this helps students build that confidence and that in turn will help to build their proficiency in the language. It's also a wonderful opportunity to recycle or review previous topics and content to keep it fresh. So it may be from a previous unit and you're not really going to do much of it in that particular class that day, but it's an opportunity to go back to that unit on the environment, to go back on that unit about indigenous populations or whatever you were doing three or four weeks ago and bring it back. Have students engage with it once again. And it's going to be in that low stakes, quick environment so that they're able to engage with it. And you can have a quick conversation after once you've brought back some of the ideas. So that idea of practice is not just about you know what happened in this unit or what happened yesterday, but it's an opportunity to bring back and recycle topics that you've covered in even maybe previous units. So now the fourth reason I will give you in support of trying out do nows in your classroom is that they can be prepped for a class activity. So it's essentially some sort of pre-writing and it's to access their prior knowledge on a topic. So perhaps they're brainstorming or they're doing a little mind map or some sort of brain frame or a Venn diagram of something. And that's really just a pre-writing so that they're able to then engage in a conversation on that topic. So it may be a new topic that you're going to be focusing on in that class. So we're not asking students in this do now to write something about that particular topic because I haven't seen it yet. But you can focus on building schemata, which is this idea of what could be possible language connected to what we're going to be doing today. And so it's sort of priming students in their mental state to be thinking of words that might be coming up. You may be doing something about animals. Not sure what that could possibly be, but maybe you have some sort of unit where there's going to be talking about animal shelters or something like that is coming up. Or maybe you're looking at an authentic resource about stray dogs in a particular area. So it just has something to do with animals. And so your do now could be just making a list of animals or names of breeds of animals that you've heard because that's helping students to get primed and ready so that when you do have that actual discussion later on and they see that authentic resource that they've had time to sort of sink their mind into that realm of vocabulary. So it's all about what we call building schemata. And then you can use it as a discussion and as a perhaps even pre-reading activity because then they'll be reading something in class. So you can use that do now time for prep for the class activity that you're going to be doing. And then the fifth and last recommendation I will give about do nows in support, in total support of doing do nows, I will say, is that they allow for differentiation. By creating multiple versions of a do now, teachers can differentiate the activity to meet the needs of their diverse students in their class. So it makes it possible to provide students with meaningful and challenging learning experiences, regardless of their level of proficiency in the language. So you're not necessarily having all students do the same thing, because different students, depending on what their proficiency levels are, depending on what their learning profiles are, that opportunity to give them a confident starting point is going to look different. It's not going to be the same for every student. So this is an opportunity to differentiate as we're going through that. So the 
quick recap of the five recommendations about do nows or to show you why I truly believe they're effective and you should try them out is they provide an opportunity for a quick assessment of the previous class or previous topics or material. And then they offer immediate engagement that starts with confidence, you know, because it's something they're able to do. And they're also engaging immediately with the target language. So perhaps they're getting in this habit of leaving, say, their English outside in the hallway and as they come in the classroom, they're not continuing with those conversations they were having in the hallway, but they're getting right on task and using the target language. So immediate engagement that starts with confidence. And then it's that opportunity for practice, whether it's something very recent or bringing back and recycling previous topics. You can use them as a prep for a class activity that is going to be going on, so sort of a building schemata pre-reading, or you can use it as an opportunity to differentiate with students. So those are the five sort of cases and reasons for using them and some ideas for how you can do that. So now let's look a little bit at the logistics of how we would do this. So like, where is this prompt that I keep talking about and how is it recorded by students? So I would say most of the time it's helpful to just put the prompt on the board, just write a prompt on the board and students can record it on a sheet of paper. It can be the same sheet for an entire week if you're doing do nows every day when they come in. They can also put it in a notebook that they either keep with them or you can keep those notebooks in the classroom. So that's one way. That's the easiest way. That is the lowest prep way because you're essentially just writing a prompt on the board and students are writing or responding to that prompt on either a sheet of paper or they're doing it in a notebook. Now, the other way of going about it instead of a prompt on the board is you can hand out individual prompts. Now, what I've been doing a lot more of lately is using task cards. Now, a lot of times we play different activities like Scoot and different ways of using task cards. But what you could also do is as students come in, hand them individual task cards or have them already on their desks. You could also hand them a vocabulary word. And maybe the prompt is to write a sentence with that new vocabulary word that's come up. Or you could give them a picture, have little slips of paper that have pictures on them. And the prompt is to either describe it or say what's going to happen next if it's a picture of somebody doing something. But they are going to respond in a few sentences to that picture. You could have a quote on there. If you have read an article or if you've read a chapter in a book, you could put a quote or ask something about the specific character of what's going on and have that on the card as well. But then students will still record it on the sheet of paper or in their notebook. But the prompt can either be on the board or you can keep it very individualized with these cards. And of course, always when we go through the trouble of creating these cards, we should always collect them back because we can do the same do now tomorrow and different students will get different cards and you can use them the next time you do this unit or next year. So you have them, you can mix them up and use them in different ways. And then there's the question of how often to do a do now. Now, my recommendation based on my own experience is two or three classes a week, I do start with a written do now. And then the other classes, whether that's one or two classes a week, I will start with a verbal opening. So sometimes I'll have students in pairs speaking, or sometimes we'll start in a conversation circle, and that will be in place of a do now. So two or three times a week written, and then one or two times a week, depending on how many times you have class, 
I would have it more as a verbal opening. So you could also combine both and have some students doing it one way and others on the other day and then switch it on the next day. But it's the idea of keeping variety in there and then paying close attention to the responses and then using those responses for moving forward in the class and then what you're going to do. So that was my take on do nows. So now let's look at exit tickets. So this is the end of class. So do nows when they come in, exit tickets are at the end. So I usually plan for about five to six minutes for the do now, and then I will probably three, four, five minutes for an exit ticket. And it's hard at the end when students are packing up and they wanna leave and all that stuff, but you just have to build it into the routine and make sure that we stop class in time for students to be able to do this. So why exit tickets? Why are they effective? And what you're going to see is there's a lot of overlap with exit tickets and do nows. So exit tickets are also a formative assessment, right? So I'm going to give you five of these again, just like I did with do nows. So exit tickets are a form of a formative assessment. Now these exit tickets provide teachers with an effective and very efficient way to assess their students' understanding of a topic. So this type of regular assessment helps teachers to identify areas where students might need additional support and then you can tailor your instruction accordingly. I said the same thing you'll notice about do nows, right? But that was about what had happened previously, their previous knowledge, their previous ability on throughout the unit up until that point or even yesterday. So these are not unlike a do now, but the exit ticket is focused on new content from the class that day, whereas a do now is focused on previous material. So when you get students to perform a task as an exit ticket, meaning we call it an exit ticket because this is their ticket to be able to leave the room, so you can look at where students are very particularly in terms of being able to engage with the material that was presented in class that day. So we look at that and just like we did with do nows, how that informed how we were gonna go through the class based on what they were able to do at the beginning based on previous material. When we look at the exit ticket and the replies that students do to the prompts there, that can inform what we do the next day. We might have to actually change up what we're doing the next day because students didn't quite grapple with the exact objectives or reach those objectives that we were hoping for or intending, or maybe they did really well and something's not needed the next day, right? So again, the do now is about previous material and exit tickets are about the material for that day. This is my take on it. I'm sure that there are teachers that would say that there are different ways to focus the exit tickets and the do nows. There is no right or wrong way. I'm sharing with you what has been effective for me and it helps me to stay consistent. Consistent. So that's how I would differentiate when it comes to exit tickets and do nows when we're using it as a formative assessment. So the next reason I will give for exit tickets is that they provide an opportunity for reflection. So exit tickets encourage students to reflect on their learning and think critically about what they've learned in class. So this reflective practice helps students make connections between new concepts and prior knowledge, deepening their understanding of the language. So it's not necessarily just what we did today, but maybe connecting what we did today with something previously. So it is that opportunity for critical thinking. You may even want to get a very metacognitive way of looking at it where students are actually just reflecting on their learning that particular day and maybe not the content, but it provides that opportunity for reflection. 
And then also, as with do nows, with exit tickets, we can also look at practice. So by completing exit tickets, students have the opportunity to practice their language skills and demonstrate their understanding. So this regular practice helps students build confidence and develop proficiency in the language, just like do nows. And we can also build in previous content and material so that students continue to build on their skills and proficiency levels with the new topic that you did that day and also the prior topics. So just like when we said with do nows, it was an opportunity to maybe jump back four units and to ask them a prompt with something that has to do with that vocabulary or that structure or that story you were doing. We can do the same thing with an exit ticket, but I try to make sure that it is connected to the material and what happened in the activities in the class that day. And now the next one, there are two more of these. The next one is about feedback. And exit tickets provide teachers with valuable feedback on the effectiveness of what happened in class that day, the effectiveness of the activities and the instruction. And teachers can use this feedback to make changes to their teaching strategies, and then they can improve their student learning outcomes as a result. So just like with do nows, again, it's going to be, oh, the, I might change what I'm going to do in class today based on what students were able to do on this mini assessment at the beginning, when we get those exit tickets at the end, we may say, oh, wow, I actually kind of have to repeat a lot of what we did in class today because we didn't acquire or learn some of the vocabulary and structures I was actually had the objective to learn today. So it is an opportunity for formative feedback. So we want to make sure that we honor that and then perhaps change up what we had planned based on it. And so that brings us into the last reason I will give for exit tickets. And it's this whole idea of planning. And it's right in conjunction what I was saying about the feedback and that exit tickets can help you plan for future lessons. By analyzing the student responses, you can identify areas where students need additional support and then plan lessons that will help them succeed because maybe they didn't get to the place you were hoping. So the next time you do this unit, you will perhaps not do the lesson the way you did it that day. Or you will do it for two days and stretch it out and give them a longer time. So these little mini assessments are going to help with future planning. So it's sort of a proactive approach to planning, and it can help ensure that all students continue to make meaningful progress in the language. And differentiation and all of these key data points about individual students come into play. Because you will see that some students are going to show you on an exit ticket that they were at a really high place of understanding and their proficiency level and others may not be. So that means going forward, you can really pinpoint what certain students may need while others don't in terms of support. So when it comes to exit tickets, the five recommendations I gave were that it is a formative assessment, so you can see how the lesson went for that day. And then it's an opportunity for students to reflect, you know, and have this almost metacognitive experience with the language and their learning. And it's opportunity to practice not just what happened in class that day, but giving opportunities for higher order thinking and connecting 
comparing it to previous material. And then the feedback, we get lots of feedback because we can see through this formative assessment how things went, how you can change it up for tomorrow. And then the last thing was the long-term planning and going forward next time. Don't do the same thing if it didn't go well. Don't do it the same way next year just because that was in our lesson plans. If we saw in the exit tickets that some things didn't go so well for students, we should honor that and make sure that we are creating lessons and activities and procedures in our classroom that set students up for success. So now, just like we looked at a little bit of the logistics for doing the do nows, I'd also like to look at the logistics for exit tickets. So where is the prompt for an exit ticket and how are students recording it? So just like with do nows, you can put the prompt on the board and students can record it on a sheet of paper or in a notebook. It can be the same sheet that they're doing the do now on. The only difference here is that for do nows, students may take the notebook with them or they can keep it in the classroom. But when it comes to exit tickets, we wanna make sure that that actually stays with you, the teacher, because you need to see how students performed because that is a type of formative assessment and you wanna see how things went and where you're gonna go the next day or the next class with them. So we just wanna make sure that the exit tickets stay in the classroom. Those prompts, those responses stay in the classroom, whereas the do nows don't necessarily have to. So just like with do nows, we also could do individual prompts like task cards and vocabulary words and pictures and quotes on individual sheets or individual slips of paper or cards. So we can do that same thing with exit tickets where students get individual prompts, but the exit ticket focused on the new content from class, whereas the do now again is focused more on the previous material. So when it comes to exit tickets, I typically do two to three a week that are written and then one to two a week that are verbal. And that means that maybe they get a card with a picture on it or something that requires a verbal response. And so I stand at the door and as they go out, they hand me the card and they do their quick, maybe 20 second verbal response to something. You can also go up to students' desks if they're packing up individually go up to them that way. Now, I understand in really large classes that this could be somewhat challenging to have every student stop at the door as you're leaving. I totally get that. This is the reality of our teaching situation. So what I would say is combine and do both, where in any given class, you have half the students doing a written exit ticket and the other students are doing a verbal. And then the next day, just switch them. So the students who did the written today do the verbal tomorrow and the verbal written. So just switch them up and have them go that way. And it goes pretty quickly at the door when you're looking at half the class rather than the whole class. So the last piece I want to look at is this idea of assessment and how do we keep students accountable for doing these formative assessments. And I will tell you personally, what I do is I just count it as one of their formative grades. I have a grade category that is formative. It has a lot of things about participation and homework. It's sort of a catch-all for all of the things that keep students in the mindset of being a student. And it doesn't inform their proficiency grade. It doesn't inform their grade when it comes to their interpersonal speaking, what their proficiency level is, and what their objectives are and their goals in that area. So I have a formative grade category. It's 25% of their grade, 
And it's where something like do nows and exit tickets would go in along with homework. And it's really mostly a question of completion. Um, and I guess you could say a little bit of compliance, right? But it is a question of completion and not an actual grade. And that's what it comes down to a lot of the way I hold up my formative category because it's how students are being effective students because that's part of being a student in the school. So exit tickets are very formative, so there's no grade attached, and I wouldn't do that for a do now either because it's really to be setting them up for the class. I also include a weekly rubric on the do now sheet that I use with the categories of preparation, use of target language, circumlocution, and proficiency and how they are in the classroom community, and that also goes into the formative category. So they all sort of work together in that area. So again, they're not getting graded. Uh, but it is part of the learning to be a student and keeping with the expectations of the classroom. I hope that you have some solid ideas for incorporating do nows and exit tickets into your classroom. I'm also interested to hear what you are doing with them at different proficiency levels and in a variety of languages. So please do share out your ideas. You could do that in the World Language Classroom Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes, or on Twitter or Instagram, also in the show notes and just make sure you tag me at at WL classroom so that we can share out with each other all of those things that are happening. Also in the show notes is a blog post that I have that I just wrote this week to put all of these ideas together so that you have it in one place. So you'll see the link to the blog post on doing do nows and exit tickets and there are some resources linked into the blog post as well because I know there's a lot of things here and a lot of ideas and if you're driving or something like that it can be challenging to get it all down and to take notes on everything. So there is a link to the blog post where I put all of these in there. So also be sure to check out the show notes where you'll see a link to sign up for Talking Points, my weekly email newsletter. And there I give you tips and resources for language teaching. There is also a link to get in touch with me if you'd like to work together, either in person in your school or remotely. I'm finalizing my spring, summer, and fall workshops with schools across the U.S. And I'd really appreciate the opportunity to to work with you and the teachers in your school as well. So reach out and let's start that conversation. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the World Language Classroom Podcast. Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss a single episode. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at WL Classroom. You can also see over 250 blog posts about language teaching at, you guessed it, wlclassroom.com.